da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Welcome back, Main Feed Man Fam. Mad About Movies podcast for another week. Got a Main Feed Movie of the Week episode on deck for you and some weekly recommends. So stay tuned to the end of this episode for our final weekly recommend segment. We know it's been a while. We know it's overdue. So it's coming at you this episode. Shout out to all our VIPs out there who are joining us over at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP every single week. We had a really fun AMA last week, guys. Maybe my maybe my favorite AMA we've ever had. Um, mm. Goes get crazier and funner every single time, it feels like. And the hilarity continues on our discord every single weekend because um had a lot of fun star wars mandalorian-esque conversations on the discord we've got a mandalorian channel on there we've got a star wars channel on there Did you guys finish mandalorian yet it's, it's not week a, by it's, week it's week by week yeah it's oh, week okay. by week so and it shows um, how out of it i am <laughs> yeah. we're gonna talk about it we'll get there we'll get there we'll take it take it slow here but uh yeah man it's been fun uh, this past weekend to kind of you know as people see the Mandalorian every week, they, they they chime in on the Mandalorian channel, and and it's fun to experience it with everybody in real time, you know. Because Twitter's so so difficult to sort through spoilers and try to not see spoilers. Discord, I think, is a lot easier to um, to keep it like that because we have a channel of spoilers, and so until you've seen it, just don't go to that channel. But once you're there, um, and anything goes, so it's been really fun there so if you want to join us there it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash vip we do that uh do that every single week and coming up there as well this week we got season eight of seinfeld we're working our way through seinfeld season by season this year and we got one more season to go in december so this Mm. is the second to last one of those and uh, we'll reset in 2021 figure out something to to go year by year maybe season by season through and uh, it'll be a fun time so yeah Got a lot of a lot of things happening over the VIP. So mm-hmm. thanks to those people for supporting us and being over there and having having a blast with us uh, off the air. But guys, it's weird because last year around this time, I feel like we had a, a similar conversation to this, uh, Brian, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe looking forward to a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, going to a theater and with people, <laughs> and it's a very different time. Completely um, forgotten what that is. At this point. Now, so. fast forward a year, mm-hmm. talking about the uh, the on demand home release of the Lego <laughs> Star Wars special. So yeah, I mean it's mm-hmm. pretty much yeah. the same, you know. Yeah. Well, just everybody predicted this, right? Like yeah. in in February of 2020, we the beginning of this year, we were like, well, I probably by November we will only watch things in our home and not go anywhere ever, and we'll be on like eight months of that, I would guess, something like that. Everybody had that, so I, I mean, it doesn't even feel it doesn't even feel like a surprise to me, at least. Uh, the gambling odds were were pretty high on a on a pandemic, I think. So. Yeah, and, and wonder what Disney would have done if we told them, all right, uh, Onward's going to be out for about two weeks, and then <laughs> no movies are going to yeah. come out for you the rest of the year. They're gonna, yeah, uh, exactly. That's, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where do we bail out now? Is there a way mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just avoid that? <laughs> but man, it's been, it's been crazy. And unfortunately, it's weird to say, because you know, we talked a couple, couple months ago, it, feel, it felt like we were getting get back to, to theater time again, right mm-hmm. around the time we saw Tenet. It felt like, at least I felt like, oh, this 
might be starting to, to open up. Kind of looks like the opposite. Kind of looks like they started to open up and now they opened up too quickly and we got to shut shut back down for a little bit mm-hmm. longer. It's the American so, way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're, we're always, <laughs> we got tired of it and, and mm-hmm. we wanted to get back, but uh, we should have should have just waited it out. Mm-hmm. That, again, yeah, that's, that could probably be applied to a lot of American uh, American things mm-hmm. that have happened. But at the same time, it's going to be fun for the podcast because we're going to get a lot of on-demand movies, a lot of random movies yeah. dropping this is, on the on-demand. This is Richard's dream. I'm, video I'm not convinced that Richard wasn't – this isn't an inside job from Richard, to be honest. So this has been his <laughs> plot the whole time. What if this was a long play like Nathan For You style <laughs> by Richard to, to never go to a movie again? <laughs> it's like I just went to Wuhan for three weeks. That's all I needed. No. <laughs> I uh, – uh, yeah, best year of my life, I would say. I think I'm with most people. I think 2020 mm-hmm. is that an unpopular take? No, no. I mean, I'm 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 with you on the fact that uh, <laughs> as somebody who has extreme social anxiety, this has been a, a very good year for me in terms of never having to see people, interact with people, have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, that that stuff's been good, but it's probably going to do me horribly in about a year when I actually have to get back in the world and I just mm-hmm. freeze up. And like (laughs) curl up into a ball. So yeah, yeah. Not looking forward to that, but (laughs) I am looking forward to uh, to maybe you know rounding out the year, like I said, with with some Oscar-y type movies that we're going to be able to to get and watch and review for the podcast. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah that that season of uh, of a movie podcast will be improved by all of this Uh this stuff because you know so many of those movies you don't you don't desperately need to see them on the biggest screen possible so it works out fine it's the it's the summer months and such it's the uh it's the money-making season that uh that was you know hit hard by this whole thing for for independent movie podcasts at least y'all want to go ahead and throw oscar predictions out here by the way guys just, I was laying in bed last night at four in the morning because I stayed up very late to, to do a, a podcast for, uh, for work. And it's four in the morning and I'm watching like the last episode of Seinfeld of the season. And I'm like, this is the last thing I have to do for the week. And I, and I lay there <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my God, we didn't do our, our TV pilots episode this year. And I it just oh, yeah. dawned on what me. What was the point? Yeah. I, I was like... <laughs> Why, why? What if we had subjected ourselves to going through every single awful Man. pilot this year? I was just like, gosh, I'm so glad we that we just flew by that one because I don't know if I could yeah. have handled that. <laughs> I don't know that there were five new shows. I mean, to be honest, it's there. It's like this weird staggered thing that I only see commercials for if I'm watching sports, basically. And you'll just be like, like I saw one last night for. Have you all seen the trailer for? Uh, NBC's new uh, medical drama. I saw a transplant. Okay, transplant is one of them. No, there's an. Yeah, that was the one that killed me last night. The trailer. I mean, look. I'm I'm certainly not judging nurses, but the you are. You've always said. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's be real about this, but. (laughs) <laughs> You've always said of all the stances you have, that's one right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, part. It is. And, and, it's weird. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to save the audience the expletives you use, but mm-hmm. right about <laughs> nurses it. like we can go to the VIP like, feed. For it's that. like get a freaking MD, mm-hmm. get a real job, is get what a I, job. What you do say. nothing. Mm-hmm. Your hours yeah. are cake. Congratulations! <laughs> it's on really hard for Brian to find right. a doctor because he won't see a nurse. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Won't, yeah. they won't even they be in the same room. They come to the thing. Like, look, immediately you better, you better bring your degree into the room too when you, when you come to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, Around even that, just, it's yeah. two. Years, I've been tricked before, maybe so. four years, 
and you're yeah. like, GTFO, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I want to see yeah. a doctor, okay? That's I'm here right. to see. Does anyone say, I, I don't feel well, I'm going to the nurses? No. no. You say, I go to the doctor's office, yeah. is what I say, and then you spit in their face. I know you, and you've been <laughs> like that forever, and I respect mm-hmm. that. So anyway, yeah. continue your Look, point. One it's, of the many reasons uh, that Brian has the good night nurse back piece. <laughs> Just a yeah. good night nurse. It's, yeah, it's myriad reasons. Yeah, yeah myriad yeah, of reasons. That's mm, kind well, of the main yeah. one. Um, yeah, go go so watch yeah, the trailer for Nurses because uh, it because it ends with this. It goes Nurses like that. Like, oh, oh, when I saw that, here we go. When I, when I watched yeah. the trailer, I was like, oh, I could watch this. Uh, Ron Livingston <laughs> medical drama, kind yeah. of comedic, mm-hmm. not really scrubs, of, but not of really Sprint ER. commercials fame. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like right. I'm like, okay, yeah, this the, tone is could, that Ron Livingston from Sprint? I only know him. from Yeah. Yeah, that's the reason I was on Sprint for a decade. Was Ron Livingston. <laughs> right. It was terrible. Your coverage was awful till that <laughs> awful, merger with but, T-Mobile, but mm-hmm, but yeah. it was worth but, it because you you uh, they paid four million dollars a year for Ron Livingston, <laughs> and I I want to support that. Brian, do a quick thirty second version of your <laughs> great rant against that. Nobody knows who Ron Livingston is. That's that's my rant. It's you can. I hate right. when companies pay for somebody like a big spokesman, you know, a face, a name or whatever to, to be the person that, that uh, is the face of their advertisements. And it's not somebody that anybody knows who it is. Like, yeah, like nobody Garner, is sitting around like, oh, it, yeah, Jennifer Garner has way more profile yeah, than no, Ron Livingston did. But like you could go create your own uh, Verizon guy for by by hiring like a scale actor, right. and you would miss nothing from whatever you're yeah. paying Ron Livingston. I don't know what Ron Livingston. It's way better paid for to that. have the clickbait on how yeah. hot the AT and T girl <laughs> secretly is than to ha- pay Ron Livingston a lot of money and be like, exactly. oh, sweet, is that the exactly. guy from Office yeah. Space I haven't seen in nine yeah. years? I forgot. There, I there's know. not one person out there who was like, man, AT and T really sucks, but I. I'm still here. Wait, hold on. Wait, is that Ron Livingston? Oh, well, Sprint, here I come. No one says that. No one's doing that. So it's just, it's just useless money. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Thank the you. Focus groups were like, maybe, maybe they, that's the thing. They paid. They got to pay him less than a scale actor. Maybe. May, okay. I, I want. I want to see the documents. I need. Maybe uh, he's passionate about the product, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. anti Verizon. Yeah. yeah he, uh-huh. Well, no. Is yeah, that the guy who was anti scrunchies on Sex in the City? Well, when, uh, sign me up. <laughs> sign when, me up, dude. Give me that yellow shirt. <laughs> when Sprint. Um, did the most savage thing and hired the Verizon guy to be their yeah, spokesman. Great move there. Hilarious. Yeah, great move. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I went to Verizon. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I like the Astros because they cheated in the World Series. Like, you know, I jump on these bandwagons uh-huh, right, totally, right. completely as yeah. late as possible. And it's my yeah. new bit. I love it. Look, I love it. I'm just saying if Sprint hadn't have spent $40 million on Rod Lemmingson, they might not have had to merge with T-Mobile. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. All right, well, um, about that, you know, yeah, I, I was like, oh, this could be a fun show, and then it was like, nurses. I was like, oh, well, that sucks, unfortunate, yeah. but yeah. it'll be like, tw- it'll be around for eight seasons. That's yeah. we're, we're lead, lead nurse did not look like the best actress. The good doctor is still on the air, guys, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we, yeah. we, does well. we laughed that yeah. one off makes, the air. Numbers. We thought so yeah. about six years ago, so yeah, uh, still, right. still doing it. Um, so yeah, what do we know? As always. <laughs> um, on that note, the movie of the week, weirdly, like I said, is a Star Wars <laughs> movie, but the complete opposite of uh, where we were last year. When mm-hmm. you're ending the biggest franchise of all time, things are looking up. Now their main product is a Lego holiday special. And that's all we can ask for. But I mean, I guess where we can start 
guys, is Mandalorian because that is their main thing right now. Feels sure. like at least they have that. They might uh, might have other things going on that people don't like, but I think the consensus might be that we all like Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, Mandalorian's really good. I mean, you 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 go and you see. I mean, I I I think we are all on the team that's like pretty much all the Star Wars stuff has been good or better. So come, please don't yell at us on the internet. We're tired of it. But uh, it seems like the, the, the OQ rating on, on Mandalorian is incredibly high, that there's a lot of, this is the best thing that is that, uh, that this is the best Star Wars thing in the Disney era seems to be a pretty, uh, a pretty off spoken little bit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's, it's odd. We seem to be in the minority uh, of podcasters, of, of our Discord, uh, you know, things like that, of people who seem to think that the trilogy, the J.J. Abrams trilogy, the Kathleen Kennedy trilogy, was above average <laughs> for what you yeah. would normally get in a blockbuster these days. I certainly mm-hmm. felt that way, uh, you know, with all three movies. Uh, I liked each movie to varying degrees of each other, you know, like a rank. Sure. I don't want to go down the road of ranking those movies, but I thought all three were above average for what you get with a big budget, 250 plus million dollar studio movie these days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it laid the groundwork for a lot of stuff uh, in the Star Wars universe, some of which we're, we're seeing now, some of which we won't see for a, a long time. But I, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll stay on that on that mountain a year later, saying that I think these <laughs> are above; those are above average movies, and sure. I don't understand why I ruin people's lives to to watch them. <laughs> I really don't. If, if if that's you, then I would love to sympathize with you. So please email us. Please tweet us. I, I like I like hearing that side of it because I I, I don't understand it. Um, but, yeah, email um, or tweet Kent, not us. Just yeah, I, no, I've had enough of yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, do it at me. No. I'll read it. Um, I want to understand His that side of it because D- <laughs> with nineteen a- e's um, at msn.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at zanga.com. <laughs> Zanga mail. Um, yeah, no, it's one of those things that I just had a lot of fun with those movies in the theater and. And may, you know, my perspective is obviously different. People have different expectations, obviously, but it's um, something I, I can't really sympathize with. And but uh, I will admit, guys, Brian, I've had Star mm-hmm. Wars fatigue. Though it's not sure. that I don't like Star Wars; it's just I'm tired yeah. of of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Lately, yeah, I think that's a reasonable a reasonable place to be in. Um, I think Disney learned that, right? Like Disney, I, I, and I, I maybe I learned that as well. <laughs> I'm still in a in the camp of like I would be happy to watch whatever Star Wars they want to they want to put out, but I think Disney learned we can't put out a Star Wars movie every year and still generate the same buzz and uh, returns that we that we thought we could. I, I, you know, I think that was the common thought was we can, we can make a Star Wars movie every year for the next thirty years and they'll all make somewhere between one and two point five billion dollars and. Everyone will love them or at least accept them and blah, 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 blah. And that turned out to not be the case. And I think fatigue's part of it for sure. Yeah. Richard, yeah, where, where do you stand on your Star Warsies right now? 
Well, you know me. In, in, in this uh, world, I, I, I tend to be the most positive um, on Star Wars because I care the least. And I don't mean mm-hmm. that drug. Not that I don't care. I like Star Wars, but I, I'm not caught up in the minutiae of 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 everything. And so when they're good, I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. So I liked all three of the Kathleen Kennedy movies because I think they're all good movies, and they didn't offend any sort of sensibility or preconceived notions that I had coming in because I had none, you know. And so mm-hmm. that's sort mm-hmm. of a gift. Um, it's sort of, it's like being a uh, being a I'm like being a huge fan of the sport of football or whatever but not having a team. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited when there's a good game. Like this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, good analogy, so, yeah. And so uh so and, and so any critiques are are not necessarily I I don't mean that in that I'm above it. I mean I'm certainly I mean humility uh, I'm beneath it. So I'm not smart enough or versed enough or you know, invested enough to care on that, on to like, they have to, I mean, the prequels, the original prequels are bad. So I didn't like those. And, mm-hmm. and, and anything mm-hmm. that's sort of competent, I'm, I'm excited with, cause I like the universe. I think it's cool. Um, so I've done a little bit of Mandalorian, but not much. I'm still, you know, me with TV. I'm terribly slow. I'm really into gossip girl right now. That's a whole nother podcast. My wife and I are really into gossip girl. Um, there was a really weird thing where, um, David O. Russell has a weird um, yeah. full arc. We can talk about that, on, that on Mad About Gossip, <laughs> which is weirdly just our gossip podcast. We just gossip. Right. We just gossip. Yeah. We just it's get, TMZ get style. Really into the, uh, yeah. Into the, but uh, yeah, I forgot about that whole thing. So that was weird. Um, that's the kind of stuff I watch in, in my household because I like to turn my brain off and kind of have Man, read you would and have love Mandalorian if you dug no, I, into I, it. I like it's, it. It's, I do. So, I've seen it's so a Richard Barden Star it Wars is. thing. It is. The Western thing's cool. I'm really... Intellectually, I like it. It's just a little too... I'm watching The Undoing right now, too. It's mm-hmm. a little too smart and investy for me to like sure. binge it. I, I, I only can invest about 40 minutes a day into something. Mm-hmm. Thus, I'm behind. So um, I like passive entertainment, and so yeah. But I I love the aesthetic, love the cast, love the vibe, love the story they decided to tell. It's probably the best Star Wars things we've had. I don't know. Force Awakens pretty awesome, and I love. I I forgot to tell you guys this. I watched Rogue One again mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Remember, I was pro, very pro Rogue One coming mm-hmm. out. And guess what? Still am. Great movie. <laughs> Screw all you nerds. Why don't you go nerd off together at your loser table at the lunchroom? Me and the two guys will be over here watching Rogue One and Dave. Hey. No. The one guy, the little, uh, what's his name? What's the actor I don't like? Diego Luna. Diego Luna. He sucks. Yeah, he he's the poor man's Pedro Pascal. They just he went doesn't they just went ruin for it. it. <laughs> well, it's just weird because it's written that part is written for a very charming actor, and I find him charmless. Yeah. Uh, yes. But, but, in spite of that, fabulous movie, great Star Wars movie, and I'm here for it, so eat it, nerds. And so um, uh, that's where I stand on Star Wars. <laughs> Is that good? Did I, he's, did I have enough hot Richard Did that answer your question? Yeah. Or, okay, so cool. yeah, direct all, all hate mail to Richard. Yeah, come no. at me, bros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I liked all three of those Kathleen Kennedy movies. I did. Yeah, I, I liked First Week Awakens the most. Same. Um, but I did not hate those other two at all. So, and again, that's probably because I'm stupid. So maybe they do suck, but I was, to Mr. Common Audience Guy, dug it. It was mm-hmm. totally, 
you know, the check your watch, check your watch uh, test that I always talk about in, in the movie theater. I probably did that once in that entire trilogy, which is awesome. That means mm. it was great. Yeah. I mean, us three about a year ago went and saw Rise of Skywalker together at Alamo. And that was one of the mm-hmm. funnest, funnest movie theater experiences I've had until yeah. the end when everyone was just, it was mm-hmm. like a funeral leaving that place. <laughs> but during the movie, I was like, this is yeah. awesome. I was like, this is yeah. living up to the hype. I'm enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. There's some really fun mm-hmm. sequences, some, some character arcs that right. I'm really digging. Like, I was waiting for it to start sucking, and, and when it didn't, <laughs> I left very happy, And but everyone yeah. seemed to start. Well, and, I mean, t- like we always say, like, our weird experience is weird. Like, we, operating in the world that we, that we, and we, we hear from, we always try. I mean, I want that we, we set out to make this podcast a, a sort of middle ground between the high-minded, pretentious kind of movie reviewing and the huh, those awesome we kind have, of movie reviewing. We have reviewing trashed and, our fair share of Oh, for sure. But my, po- my, my whole thing, yeah, no, no question. We, we weren't no question. fair on that yeah. movie yeah. because I went into yeah, that absolutely. movie with the exact F same. Dark Knight, right? We all hate Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I I had more reservations about, right, about uh, Last Jedi when I left it. Like, mm-hmm. I was more same. high on Rise of Skywalker than I was after Last Jedi yeah. leaving it. And, no. and I'll admit but, that. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't go in expecting that, but that's how right. I left feeling, you know? Right. But what I was going to say is, I mean, uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker, from a user standpoint, has an 86% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So the the number of people who are like, this movie's terrible, is way lower than you, the listener, probably thinks yeah, they, that it is. They like, call us out not... for being like in the right in right. the minority of people <laughs> yeah. when we're actually the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. We do vast that. majority. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's, it's the same as like anytime. And, and this happens in our discord. It feels like once a week and that's, that's totally fine. But whenever it's usually Disney, but whenever any big project gets a greenlit, gets a green light for a sequel or a reboot or whatever. And everybody says, why in the world are they doing this? And I feel like I have to say, it's just become my job now at this point to say, because the last one made $2 billion. That's why. Like, that's why this is, this. that's why Disney is going to greenlight all of the live action remakes that Lilo it possibly Stitch. can. Yeah. Because yeah. they all make a ton of money and they all have really high viewer ratings. I mean, they, they do. Beauty and the Beast and... And Jungle Book and Lion King, almost nobody, let's put it this way, nobody on my Facebook feed thought that the Lion King sucked, you know? So it's, wow. there's, there's somebody, <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> you're, you're trying, you're, it's, it's broad, you're, you're looking for a broad audience and that's what Disney does the best. So anyway. Uh, yeah. It's, no, that's good. That's a good point. And I, uh, like I said, I, I thought they, they did well, man, but I'm really, really liking the Mandalorian <laughs> guys. I'm. I you know I don't want to go down the whole break down the Mandalorian thing because yeah we if, need to do if, that though if, you, you if and I need to do an episode at the end yeah, yeah. email yeah. us or tweet us if you think we should sure. do a full breakdown of the Mandalorian maybe Brian and I will will do a recap episode uh, here you know there are things I dislike about it but but I would say overall it might be my favorite show of all time so there you go I mean you know <laughs> like I can't remember mm-hmm. a time that I've looked forward to a show more. Maybe Game of Thrones, maybe Breaking Bad at points um, mm-hmm. every week. Um, but Suicide Girls, two guys are going to pizza place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, you know, Eight Simple Rules, um, yeah. Bad mm-hmm. Judge, pre John, you know, the John Ritter days. After that, I was out. Yeah, the Spade <laughs> years, you were out. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Spade. 
Bad judge, though. You were locked in on. I remember that. <laughs> all right. Uh, but the, you're yeah, right there with all people Kate to know Walsh that. Stuff. Let's let's just move by it. <laughs> um, but the scale that at their which able to do stuff with that show for TV is incredible. Some of the mm-hmm. best Star Wars stuff they've ever done has been on that show in terms of action sequences, CGI, character design, acting, I don't know, whatever. Whatever you like about Star Wars, I, I feel like they've they've absolutely brought it with, with this series. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be like, Kathleen Kennedy needs to get fired, all this stuff. Like, dude, she did The Mandalorian. <laughs> so, and it, you know... You can't you can't have it both ways where you think Star Wars is a mess and then say yeah but this thing is is awesome so cool why can't everything be like this like well she's doing that like that's the goal find out what works and do more of that you can't everything you yeah. do everybody can't like you know so oh all right Star Wars uh, solo Indiana movie. Jones five you in side yeah side her? side movie on side character uh, in May we'll see if that works oh didn't okay cool no more of those all right well let's see what we can do on Disney Plus. Oh, you like that? Okay, mm. cool. Well, season two is, is coming out. You know, like is that's Favreau, the way they roll. Is Favreau the showrunner on that? Yes. How does the, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he created the show. I do. He, he directs a couple I, episodes, writes a bunch of episodes. Um, him and Dave Filoni, who's the guy who did Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, are, and he's kind of the new JJ. I know. Peyton Reed and Bryce Dallas Howard Howard do a bunch of episodes yeah. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've they've Carl directed Cubes. some. Um, Carl Weathers does one. Carl too, Weathers like, did the last episode, which yeah. was actually a very action heavy episode, which was, well, which was awesome knows. to see him I mean, in. That's how you get all the money from the mm-hmm. studio to get make yeah. it your. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said this in our Discord going. as well. You got a stew going <laughs> because they were saying Robert Rodriguez, uh, you know, was was rumored to like eventually do a Man Warren episode, and Brian <laughs> Brian was was very anti that idea, and I'm like. The way that they have that set up now, I could walk in there, <laughs> yeah. and it would end. Yeah. And at the end, it would say directed by Kent Garrison, and people are like, dude, that's the best Star Wars thing I've ever seen in my life. Totally. You're the best director yeah. ever. It's like, dude, yeah. they, they, that thing's like a well tuned machine with that TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's incredible. But I didn't realize. I'm looking at it now. It's crazy. I mean, Favreau's written what eight of the? Oh, he's he's done I a mean, lot. Like every other cr- episode I, is. I thought he like, kind of created yeah. it, and then. You know how it is. No, he's super hands on. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's it, it it reeks of his sensibilities, like his Iron Man movies. Like, it's, is there a cool like grilled cheese sequence? Or? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird when uh, Buddy the Elf minutes. showed up. Uh, it was, it's Mandalorian <laughs> and that uh, who's that chef? He always Bob Newhart like, comes comes Dave in. And he's like, yeah. no, um, he just starts. <laughs> This is how you make a David Chang yeah. on Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, no. What they've been able to do with it, though, in terms of of keeping it, I don't know, fun, and some of the celebrity cameos that they have are really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Amy Sedaris has up, a part yeah. in it. Bill Burr. Um, God bless Amy. Horatio Sands plays like an alien character mm-hmm. that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Nick Nolte is like a really fun alien character in it. Yeah, uh, it's a good bit, man. Gina Carano is is in it. This has got Sasha Banks in the new season. Rosario Dawson. Um, like I said, there are things I dislike, and I don't want to go down that road because of spoilers. But overall, very pro Mandalorian right now. Mm-hmm. Very pro. Yeah. yeah, very pro. That's great. Um, we've talked our fair share of Lego movies on the show before. Where yeah. we last left you was the Lego 
part two. Was that 2020? 2019. That was 2019. 2019. Yeah. yeah. Lego, the second part. Mm-hmm. Um, I never <laughs> saw a really Ninjago, poorly, Brian. And it was Did weird. you see that one? It was weird. Oh, yeah. I've seen Lego Ninjago four billion times, probably. <laughs> Coop loves Lego Ninjago. So it's it's uh, he's very high on that, that entire property. There's like a Ninjago series or two that it's on Netflix as well. So mm-hmm. he... He goes in waves and phases on all this stuff, but yeah, at every it feels like uh, like once a month or something. He he rediscovers Ninjago and then he he wants to watch the movie and play with the Legos and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, seen that a bunch of times. Yeah, so it seems like they can do whatever they want with these Lego characters because the licensing is with <laughs> Lego. So whatever Lego has licenses to seems like they have the film rights too to those versions of the characters and so yeah it, it seems like it, it it's weird it took them this long to say let's do lego star wars because this is something that mm-hmm. could sell easily <laughs> you know obviously the yeah. star wars lego sets are huge mm-hmm. big time yeah big the the star wars lego did you i think it was on the Kid, did you ever watch the toys that made us on Netflix? I, I think feel like I did right when it came out, but I remember almost nothing. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Legos when when Lego got Star Wars and started being able to put out Star Wars sets uh, of Legos, it was like a it kind of saved the company in a way. Like it was a they were not necessarily like on the brink of just being completely done, but it was, it was, it was going poorly. And then they started licensing stuff and the star Wars sets were huge and it rejuvenated the company almost overnight. That kind of thing. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. a huge, huge deal. Yeah. But they've done, they've done some Lego star Wars stuff in the past. Um, just not on, not on Disney, you know, not on Disney plus whatever, whatever it was at, I don't know if it was uh Warner brothers, probably uh, they, they've done some, there's some movies. Some I know there's video games. I love the Lego yeah. Star Wars video games. Those mm-hmm. are those are my favorite Game Boy games to have. Are those Lego the Lego Indiana Jones one, the Lego Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings? Those are just so fun for some reason. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good time for those sure. Those are really good. Um, but yeah, man. To be quite honest with you, um, I watched the Star Wars Holiday Special this past weekend <laughs> to prep mm-hmm. for this. Because I was like, oh, I need to watch the uh, original Star Wars Holiday Special. And I was like, wow, how cool is it of uh, how cool is it of Disney Plus slash Lucas slash Lucasfilm, whoever is calling the shots, to like embrace the Star Wars Holiday Special. Because mm-hmm. that was something that George Lucas wouldn't even mention in the past, you know? So it's like, oh, cool. They're, they're at a it time where it's not what they can embrace and, and remake that. In a way, and so mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. It didn't happen. There was and no so, Star Wars special. <laughs> there was that doesn't exist. There is no Star Wars. That's not what. Ha- there's no Ray. Um. Yeah, and so I watched. I subjected myself, I should say, to the <laughs> the original one. Man, it, it's oh my god. Have you seen that, Brian? I. Think that I have seen some of it at okay, some point no, because you forever it, you. I mean, and it's terrible. It's terrible. But I don't know that I've ever sat down and watched the whole thing from front to back because, again, for for many years it was impossible to find. Like even mm-hmm. 
even when the internet was well <laughs> running and you could find anything, it still was was difficult to get it. Well, thanks to, to um, WBCI in Cleveland or whoever <laughs> um, has the version that I have or, or <laughs> save the version that I have because, yeah, the only versions that are out there are ones that were ripped from TV from the 70s or recorded right. or the station kept or whatever. Um, yeah, Lucas has said he wishes he could burn every copy of that. It is <laughs> – you know what, you know what it, 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 it reminds me of? It reminds me of like a theme park um, Q line video. Mm, okay, like sure. like a like a knockoff version of a movie. You know, mm-hmm. like when you go to Universal and you go to the Terminator ride. Right, there's like this yeah, Terminator yeah. two <laughs> playing mm-hmm. in there, and they're like, yeah. "All right, we're at, here at Cyberdyne Industries," uh, and you know, and it's like kind of like the movie, but it's not really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Warburton's in yes, it for some that, reason. That's <laughs> the Star Wars holiday special. Um, but it's incredible how how bad it is, dude. You gotta you gotta see it uh, <laughs> okay. at length, and we gotta talk about it at length at some point because there's like it goes like full ten minute sequences of Wookiees talking with no subtitles, and you have no clue what's what's happening. Um, it is it is amazing. It's an hour and a half too, so okay. just, uh, don't. Don't feel like mm-hmm. you're going to get out with 40 minutes like you did with this Lego one. Right. But you're full. You're in for the full movie. It's yeah. as long as it has Boba Fett in it. It's, it's the launch it's of the, Boba Fett. It's the launch Fett. of the Boba Fett. Yeah, the cartoon mm-hmm. Boba Fett's in there. So yeah, you got that. But uh, it's got B. Arthur as well. So if you need your Star wow. Wars with B. Arthur. Now Richard's in. Yeah, so. Richard. Yeah. Got, convince I mean, you there. That, that's the original Justice League as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Boba Fett and B. <laughs> Boba Fett, B. Arthur, Art uh, Carney, Art Carney, Marty Crane, yeah, and uh, Wishbone and Jefferson Starship, <laughs> who are also the whole in the Star Wars Holiday Special. J. No, Starship, not, but not, not Jefferson Co- Airplane, Jefferson and, Starship, and not Cobra Starship. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Uh, well, what I thought, all that to say, to lead into. What I thought this was going to be was a Lego remake of that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I thought they were just going to do a Lego version of that. <laughs> you know, same audio, right. like, same. <laughs> just take the audio of that and do a Lego version. I was like, well, that could be awesome. Like, I'm looking forward to this. Like, because it might make it more funny. They can do some weird visual gags with it and kind of, I don't know, lay to rest the original holiday special with this new one, making fun of it in a meta way what we got was a weird embrace of that original one but like this new completely new star wars story holiday themed with the new characters and old characters i just didn't expect it i was like oh this is not what i thought this was going to be at all (laughs) what did you think brian yeah, I, I had nothing. I knew nothing about this. This this is the um, this is the weird weird world part of the weird world that we find ourselves in. Uh, at least for me, of I typically because I put the schedules together and uh, and also because I just have a compulsion. Like I I tend to know what movies are headed our way and what we can expect. And it's maybe one or two movies a year that I that really watch without having any prior knowledge of what it is or what, 
what its story is and all that kind of stuff. And so this one was just like, it, I mean, they put out a trailer for it maybe a week ago. I mean, it came out of nowhere. She's like, Hey, by the way, this is coming out on Disney plus. And, uh, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't really know what it was, but I, I had the same thought, Ken. I was like, is this just going to be a, a psycho shot for shot remake, but in Lego animation of the holiday I, I special. And if that, so, yeah. I'm in, that would be kind of awesome. Uh, wasn't that, but I, I did enjoy what they were, what they were able to put together. It was very, it was very tongue in cheek. It reminded me a lot of Lego Batman, um, that maybe the best part about Lego Batman is just how, how frequently and, um, willing it, that movie is to make fun of the, uh, the, the, the DC steady universe or whatever. And, um, and that this same thing, like the best parts of this movie were, taking shots at the star Wars movies from across all three eras of the star Wars movies. I mean, it was a really, it's clever. It's very quick wit. And the, the people that do that put these movies together again, whether it's Lego star Wars, Lego movie or, or Lego Batman, et cetera, et cetera. They, they really know what they're doing from a, a pop cultural standpoint, right? Like they mm-hmm. really understand how to, how to make that work and how to, how to take those little digs and, I love that. It shows a little bit of, it shows some, uh, self-deprecation, which I always appreciate. And I, Star I did a great is, job with is it. unique in that, I think in terms of the big franchises, uh, mm-hmm. of having that kind of, um, self-deprecation, not necessarily in Canon stuff, but you know, it's always been kind of open to other things, which makes in it canon cool. stuff with some of the new trilogy stuff. They started to do that too. You know, with the force awakens, some of the, I don't consider was that like, Canon. I only <sighs> consider the first eight minutes of, yeah. Um, you're like Kanye. Yeah, you're that Kanye rant about the the pre, the prequel trilogy being better than the the new trilogy. You hear yeah, that? Because he likes he likes Galactic Senate. Yeah, he is very yeah. the easy Galactic Senate is the once the Jawas disappear, it's no longer canon in my book. And it's it's weird. Yeah, he actually designed the easy clothing line off the Jawas too. Yeah. It's, we're interested in, in Jedi robes and stuff. It's gonna be mm-hmm. gonna be great. Well, yeah, that's a weird it's a weird stance to be on Kanye. Just one of many that he has. But I gotta admit, I really enjoyed the direction of this. Even though I expected Psycho remake of Star Wars Holiday Special, that I, <laughs> as I was watching the Star Wars Holiday Special, I was like, how are they going to do this in Lego without it being awesome? I mean, uh, awfully annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it would be possible to do a four-minute song sequence in Lego without being like, all right, let's just move on from this, you know? <laughs> so so I'm glad they didn't do that. I really enjoyed something new with Star Wars, something fun, something lighthearted, something that the fanboys can't really get too upset about. And, you know, Brian, you said you had rewatched Rise of Skywalker recently and that it held up. and my opinion there is that like, it's only going to make more sense over time with the more stuff they do because the canon that they lay out is only going to enforce that movie because that was their decision on where they wanted to go in the next five, 10 years with star Wars and where they wanted it to end all that stuff. Like they're, they're still controlling this thing. Sure. And so this still felt like to me, it's weird to say because this is a Lego holiday special, but like it laid some groundwork of some things that like I could see them bringing into the Mandalorian or bringing into movies, you know, some, some Mm. logic type things, some, some things on 
time travel, let's just say, in this. That's like, I'm surprised they didn't go that direction in The Rise of Skywalker, that they went in this thing. Like, like in, in this holiday special, Ray and BB-8 have this, like, stone that lets them travel through time, basically. And they go back to, like, different movies, right? So they go back to moments mm-hmm. in the prequel yeah. trilogy. They go back to... Yeah, Moments they're the basically original. incorporating the Harry Potter time travel. Yeah, the Avengers uh, in-game mm-hmm. time travel. Let's yeah. go back and fix mm-hmm. something. Like, I I could have sworn I thought that's where they were going to go in Rise of Skywalker. And they were going to go retcon <laughs> the entire, um, oh, Snoke didn't really die. Um, Luke didn't really die. All this kind of stuff that pissed people off. Like, they were just going to Avengers in-game it and go that direction. And then everyone would be happy at the end of the day. They didn't go there. Mm-hmm. And then they immediately went there with this. <laughs> like the next thing mm-hmm. that, that came out that wasn't Mandalorian, they did that with. Yeah. And I mean, they do it in a fun way. And I'm not saying like they that the point of this is to retcon Star Wars in any way, but mm-hmm. it, but like they put a logical device in here that like if they wanted to do that ever down the road, they can. And they'd be like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. it was in the uh, Lego thing, so it's canon. <laughs> It's canon. So yeah. we didn't make it mm-hmm. up. It's not like we're just making crap up right. here. You know, like Ryan Johnson right. did with all the the <laughs> Jedi logic. He like pulled out a book that, that was the official Jedi, you know, code or whatever. and was like mm-hmm. defending himself on all these points. He's like, dude, it's in the book. I That's where I got it from. I'm not making crap up here, you know? So yeah. I don't know. Maybe they can, maybe, maybe they'll go that direction somehow. I don't, I don't feel like they need to retcon anything, but maybe they feel like they still do. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's that, or maybe it's just a, a further um, wink and a bit of self de- self deprecation of like, you know, hey dummies, you guys were all so obsessed with this sort of thing, so let's, you know, we'll do a little bit here and and write this in. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a fun bit, and it's whether it has any bearing on the on the movies moving forward or not, it doesn't really matter. It's it's a fun deal for for this thing, and and it. You know, they use it, I think, to great effect. Jumping back and forth between the time periods within the Skywalker saga and stuff was fun. It's, it's it was just a fun way to drop into all of these different uh, storylines and stuff that are all tied together, obviously, into one storyline. And then just you're he- we're here now. What kind of uh, what kind of jokes can we make that that work in the midst of like pushing forward a very simple, quick narrative? Because the movie is forty five minutes long, so we got to you know we got to get running quickly, but. I dug it. I thought it was a smart, smart way to do things. What about you, Richard? You're, you're the, you said previously, like the beginning of the episode, you're, you are a Star Wars fan. You like watching these movies, but you're not a super nerd. So how, I don't know. How did this play to, for, for you? Yeah. So I, again, like even more than you, I think we texted about this, what, like five, six days ago that we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Or was it last week when we were doing the episode? Something like that. Yeah. One of those two. Yeah. First I had heard of it is my point. I was like, Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'll, I'll check that out and uh and uh yeah i mean it had this sort of warden miller sensibility of course which right. all the lego stuff does which is a great my i like that um it's this kind of they're great they're they're like spielberg meets weird al in a way they like uh <laughs> they they have all this um hard and and uh you know that that bit to it but also everything kind of feels like a parody you know if it goes five minutes without feeling like a parody it does it. it's it's wonderful they're like um they're like uh zucker brothers meets you know i don't know uh, james l brooks or something um so they they 
this definitely had a lot of that. It was certainly, and they did such a great job with the Lego movie of as setting that aesthetic and tone and mm. sensibility to, to all the Lego theme stuff. This definitely felt to me, um, well, obviously the content um, was very, uh, by the way, this is a compliment, very Star Wars in, I mean, there was a million jokes I didn't even get, right? Because I, mm-hmm. as we have aforementioned, I'm not in the weeds as deep as you guys, but um, it was definitely more Lego than Star Wars to me in terms of its sensibility. Mm. I really liked mm. the sort of, um, and I like that Lego thing. I mean, remember I got owned on the movie draft last year, mm-hmm. betting hard on Lego early and get, and thus I had to do some sort of quirky Romano <laughs> thing, uh, which is when we should have known 2020 was doomed. <laughs> Corky Romano. Yeah, we started the year with Corky Romano, so yeah. it was our fault. Yeah. We're bad. Our bad. Yeah. How's the movie? Brian, are you tracking the numbers? How am I doing on the movie draft this year? Uh, I'm winning. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think any of our movies came out that we drafted, did they? No. No, we scrapped oh, it all. Birds spent of prey, hours and hours it. working on all that, and then we scrapped it all. So it was, do we do one? I don't think yeah. we do one next year. We should no, do next year. No We way. should have to year keep after. the movies we drafted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we should. Honestly, we should. I drafted run the, Hillbilly yeah. Elegy at the end, I think, or something. Like, <laughs> I'm going to lose yeah. exponential yeah. points for that one. We so should actually. That would be funny to do the... You know, Brian wins nine hundred seventy-four thousand dollars to four hundred twenty-two thousand um, dollars. So uh, we live in a hellscape. Um, yeah. So that totally. This is the kind of Star Wars I dig very much more up my alley than like hardcore. Uh, than uh, Mandalorian's kind of its own thing, but certainly more than like Clone Wars or something like that, and some of the other animated stuff. This is more. This is more on the culture of Star Wars than than the uh, yep. hardcore stuff. So yeah, no, I dug it. it. It played very well with me as someone who is a a a positive neutral on Star Wars. I think uh, I, I dug it. Yeah, I, I thought with with Rise of Skywalker that we would be done with Star uh, Skywalker stuff. Honestly. And I don't know if it's a thing with the Lego Holiday Special, and this is a one-off. Oh, let's let's bring back all these old characters. These go back to all these moments in the previous movies, that kind of thing. Um, or if it's a thing where they're not selling a lot of toys of Ray and Poe and Finn, and they, they can't just say, "All right, here's forty minutes of." Ray and Poe and Finn as Legos and expect people to buy in on that. Um, which sucks because Ray is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. And mm-hmm. if they announced another trilogy with Ray, I would be in on that. I'd watch that. I'd go see it and probably like it. I thought she was fantastic. See, I love that character. I, yeah. I like her too. I love the character. I just, the fact that she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> really, really does some damage. Other, uh, other than that. Mm-hmm. To well, Star Wars as a whole, I would, oh, I would absolutely, suggest. huge. It's weird that you're so in the Gossip Girl too. <laughs> so, I mean, so, well, because so I love Dan, I love Dan and Chuck, yeah, and Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, it's really God. a show about Chuck. Big oh, Ed Westwick, Westwick fan that cannot go back on me. Go back on me at all. He's had no Me Too issues. Continue. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm interested to see where they go next. Uh, with with this thing 
Um, I, yeah, I mean, look, I, do, I don't expect there's going to be a through line from the Lego Holiday Special to the next series no, of Star Wars. No, movies, it's just a one off. But, but it, I fully it's an expect at of like some where point things are at. I feel like sure, at this point in time, sure. yeah. But at some point, I imagine we will get back to, uh, you know, whatever it is, five, ten years down the line, we will have some Ray Poe. Uh, uh, Finn stories to to, to tell because they, they are popular characters even in the midst of a lot of uh, Twitter insanity and whatnot. I but, think Finn uh, you can do not, a lot with those. I don't think those, you'll ever see Finn well, on screen again I, with the way I, John I just, just but <laughs> how he's been acting. right. But just today, just today, there's big you know there's news circulating about him having to sit down with Kathleen Kennedy and sort of having a a, oh. a clear the air type of meeting. And so I mean it's. It's the the thing is those characters are really good. They did a great job for if you want to criticize the 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 series, the the sequels or whatever. I think that's totally fair. I one thing I think you have to give them even if you're not you guys obviously, but if you're anti the sequels, you have to admit they did a really good job of creating some characters whether they utilize them well enough or not is up for debate. But they cast really really good. They got the they got the casting right so I mean it's just so spot on with those four actors with the with uh, those three and, and and Kylo Ren, and it would be, I think it would be foolish to not come back to that at some point when you have the stories that are worth telling within that, you know, with the, the, mm-hmm. that series of actors. Yeah, I'm all in on on a Kylo Ren origin story movie of mm-hmm. of the First Order and how that that all happened and rose to power. Sure. I would love that, and that seems like the logical thing after Mandalorian to do. Yeah, because of the that. gap in time and there and and where they can go, but that's yeah, that'd be fun. my dream. Like next next Disney Plus series trilogy would be like a first order extended thing, Knights of <laughs> Ren. You know, I'm I'm just so fascinated with the Empire side of it, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're with the Mandalorian. They're at least giving us some insights on Mandalorians and and mm-hmm. their logic and culture and all that kind of stuff, and that's interesting. And so I'm glad they're going down that road. I would love to see. It's always been about you know the rebels. It's always it's always followed that, and the, and the empire has been secondary. I would love to see the opposite storytelling wise of like focused on the empire with with the rebels kind of as the B story, you know, rather than the opposite. But but we'll see. I honestly expected this to be a little more Christmassy than it was, mm-hmm. a little more holiday sure. yeah, than it was, yeah. a little more. Like oh here's some Santa references and some some things mm-hmm. kids can enjoy about the holidays and do enjoy and Christmas tree on the Millennium Falcon the whole thing you know like I, I thought that's what this was gonna be um it was like Life Day of the original from the original holiday special was what it was centered on so that that caught me by surprise mm-hmm. sure yeah but it's it's I mean yes they were definitely more dedicated to um, like you said Richard having some some Lego bits and then having some jokes at the expense of of the previous nine films the the shirtless Kylo Ren was a great bit that was really funny um, having all of those characters drop onto Tatooine at one time was a really I thought it was a pretty solid scene um, and allowed for a you know a fun bit with with both of the Han Solo's shooting first and stuff like that. I mean, it was, it was, it was well done on that stuff. They, they did a good job of, but you're right. Can't like, it wasn't super intensive on the holiday side of things. Mm-hmm. I that just felt kept like thinking a, this would have been such a better queeb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they had broken this up into, ten, into four ten different episodes. quibs, I could have quibbed this so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as I was yeah. 
in my bathroom shaving, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's their fault. Just right as soon I as she this... jumps to Dagobah, it's like, okay, see you next week. Awesome. That's perfect. Perfect timing. I sent this to the uh, VIPs, but Quib is, if you go on their website, the careers page is still open if you guys are looking for jobs out there. I know a lot of people were <laughs> struggling with the pandemic. Looking to bust know? in, yeah, to the industry. Yeah. Quib has the career. there for the last four weeks of Quib. <laughs> would be something to put on the resume. Well, yeah, man, I thought this was going to be more Christmassy than it was. I, th- I thought it was going to be more holiday specialty than it was. But it, it ended up being a 40-minute romp through Lego Star Wars land. There was some fun Lego-centric jokes in this that I liked. I thought the writing wasn't like as clever as the Lego movies were, and the animation wasn't as smooth as those. Like, it didn't look like real Legos like those movies did. Like, they didn't have that mm. photo real quality, probably because they did this in a year instead of two or three years, which is fine. But uh, it's a good compliment to what they got going on. Great sure. family movie, you know. Um, Brian, I bet Cooper loved this. He did, yeah. We, 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 he and I watched this together. Lindsay had a, a thing on Saturday night, and so. We uh, got to watch this, and it, it sort of re-sparked the... I mean, he loves The Mandalorian, so that's helped over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. but it kind that's of re-sparked awesome. He's been the, watching that, man. He's like a real kid now. Yeah, he man, he loves The Mandalorian. Like, I bet he's that's watched awesome. the first season of Mandalorian three or four times. That's so cool. Through. He really digs it. I like um, watching him grow up. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see him. Through and, I mean, stuff he's watching. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A, again, a and he he's at the age now where he he's into things that I don't. I mean, like he loves Minecraft. I have no, I don't care about Minecraft at all, and I have no. I don't even know Is how the one with the blocks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, and all these sorts of things. So there's other things that he's he's really into, and it's great that he's finding his own interests and all that sort of stuff. But. But this definitely shame him for them all, though, right? Oh, I do. Of course. I'm like, this is so stupid, dude. Look, Mm -hmm. you can't even look at the the pixelation on this. I say, I'm going to go study the 2024 draft, nerd. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Get out here and try to dunk on this eight foot gold, dude. Um, But yeah, no, it's cool that he's been doing it. But this this definitely kind of rekindled his uh, interest. Like as soon as we were done with this, he was like, "All right, let's watch a Star Wars movie." Like, okay, let's do it. What do we have announced in terms of Star Wars going forward? We kind of teased some stuff. So, is there anything formally announced, or is there something about to be announced, or what do we have? What's our what what are the season three will be announced here in the next couple weeks? Nah, I heard it got canceled. That or (laughs) that is just going to be quibs. Um, There is a female centric. Mm-hmm. trilogy being developed i think or something oh uh, that's a rumor uh being developed i mean it hasn't cool. been greenlit right. or anything uh the ryan johnson thing is still being developed apparently mm-hmm. um there's a taika movie taika watiti um so it looks uh, like it's all standalone theatrical for the next it's all theatrical years. the ones they've announced they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have an obi-wan kenobi uh disney plus series too that's mm-hmm. that's, that's gonna, gonna be gonna next year probably mm-hmm. i think we're, we're gonna that i'm here for because mm-hmm. they McGregor i love back. yeah Ewan, yeah yeah, that'll be really cool. Yeah, the Ryan Johnson thing is still out there as a trilogy. The other things that I know of or remember are all series, uh, like uh, Disney Plus series, or are standalone movies at the moment. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Feige has one that he's in charge of, supposedly. I don't know if he's actively directing that or just, hey, That would be you, cool. You I'd love one. to see him so, direct. Mm-hmm. I'd be in on that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I feel uh, like we're in this weird time where... You know, we've we've had for the last ten years or so, ten plus years, these 
huge between the you know the Marvel's MCU and Star Wars halfway through these big multi-picture cinematic universes to like at least point to you know mm-hmm. the, that are coming out constantly now I mean the MCU has a phase whatever but it's not fully fleshed yet and nor is this and it's like kind of this weird time where we're back to what do you mean it's just a it's just a movie you know, right, <laughs> this right. grand arc behind it. It's mm-hmm. it's sort of weird. We don't have those right, right. now, other than of course the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it it feels like, and we even said this last year at talking about Rise of Skywalker. Like they need to take a break. Yeah, <laughs> they've got to they've got to take a breath. Yeah, sit no, back I'm glad and, they are. and regain the trust of totally. some people, some fans. Well, Let a couple start- seasons of Mandalorian come out that win people over. That people mm-hmm. are like, okay, I like where Star Wars is right now. Here's the next. Here's the next iteration of the of the theatrical. I'm just saying, like, in the very myopic, selfish, solipsistic version of this show, is that we we've been doing this show since January 2013, mm-hmm. right? And so we've always done it in a universe where, well, we we had Marvel movies coming out, and then six months after we started the show, they announced the new Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff, right? It was right before we started, or was that when we were still on radio? No, yeah, they had. Uh, it was. It was like uh, it was before we started because it was, it was before we started. So yeah, we have only like done this show to, in a world where there is some kind of trilogy of Star Wars right. on. It, you know, it, yeah, they announced it in, and then in um, mm-hmm. they announced it in October or November of 2012. So it was okay. right before we started this pod. So when they this announced it. Yeah. this pod and, and has always worked in some sort of Marvel slash you know Marvel Phase X and Star Wars trilogy stewing to at least as sort of for lack of a better term tent poles of this show where we do all these movies and then we have these big tent poles to to do things around and now obviously covid changes some things but even if it wasn't we're just doing movies again which is what we kind of always wish for in mm-hmm. some ways but is is kind of a surreal sure. experience yeah we've always had other stuff to get excited about it's kind of i'm hoping there's an announcement soon it's, i don't know how to do the show without <laughs> yeah. saying those guideposts you know, those buoys along the way mm-hmm. Yeah, they're absolutely. Yeah, they are. They really are. Now, all we have to look forward to is the Now You See Me Cinematic Universe, the man. Four Horsemen, and our trip to the theme park. When and we like, uh, PJ our Cinematic Universe over with uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder. Multiple multiple timeline PJs. So you've mm-hmm. got right. Some know. of them are in black and white. Even so. yeah. No, that's just because that pee is so pee. yellow. They had to go mm. black and white just for the pee because that guy did not hydrate. <laughs> what if he leaves the pee jar yellow like the red coat in Schindler's List? <laughs> it's like it's like Psycho. It's like Psycho. The the pee was so yellow that it would have offended audiences. You know, like the blood of Psycho. So they had to make it black and white. Yeah, mm-hmm. people right. would have been too violated. It's disturbing by it. how yeah, yeah. How, how yellow the pee is. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we started with Psycho. We can end there. Um, Kudos, I'm going to grade this thing out at an A, man. I had a really f- fun nice. time with this. I wish I had a kid um, right now to show it's this to It's not that to. great. I'm sure my... Um, <laughs> oh, I know that part isn't. Um, I'm sure my nephew, who's who's like 10, would is going to love this too. It's, sure. it's perfect for that age. Perfect family. Get in the mood for Christmas kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe it'll work into the rotation for the, the Christmas Christmas rotation. Yeah, so I'll definitely. give it an A. Okay, right. I'll go A minus. Fun, solid, nice. I enjoyed it. I watched mm-hmm. it again this this afternoon while I was doing some stuff to uh, just remind myself of some of the the bits and whatnot. Uh, like the forty two minutes, it's it's good. It 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 did its job very well. And and if they want to come back and do more 
Star Wars Lego movies uh, and and even in series and whatnot in the future, I I think uh, I'd be all for that. It'd be great. What about you, Arby? I'm gonna go B plus because this is not something that is seeking out an A in my sure. view, but that's still a, a great, totally worthwhile B plus. Yeah, there you go. Star Wars holiday Lego spectacular special. There you go. Extravaganza. All right, all right, boys. Let's hit a weekly recommend here. Weekly recommends. All right, Brian, you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, I was trying to think of something that we hadn't had not been re- uh, recommended previously. I am watching The Vow right now with my wife, mm. Kent, and it's amazing. It's crazy. It's just good yeah, grief. Not, just have you started so Seduced yet? Have not. We'll, we'll watch that one after we finish. Yeah, I think that, we've got two episodes left of The Vow. So The Vow is like it's it's pretty. Uh, I don't know. Slow paced. Like. It's not a lot of giant reveals, the reveals, mm-hmm. but this seduced is like, it, it's like the tabloid version of the vow. <laughs> it's like okay. all the all the dirt that they don't talk about in the vow. They talk about in seduced, and like there's only three or four episodes of seduced, so it's all it's more compressed. Sure. It, it, yeah, you're gonna love it. Okay, I'm excited. That's great. Uh, obligatory recommend for Ready Player One. That's uh, because Ready Player Two comes out uh, tomorrow. So. If you haven't read Ready Player One, check that out. My favorite book. If you hate it, that's okay. I understand. There's a lot of it's. It may be a difficult book to love for some people. Um, I was looking for so I, I'm rereading Ready Player One right this second uh, as we speak. Obviously, I have it on in my my earbud. Um, but the I was looking for something to read um, after I finished a book and it was not quite ready to start Ready Player One yet. So I queued up a book that I had bought on like an audible sale a few weeks ago and kind of forgot about. Um, it is called echo by Pam, uh, Munez Ryan. And it is one of the best books I've ever read. So I was very, uh, I was very impressed with something that I thought was just maybe potentially was just going to be like a, a throwaway kind of bridge the gap type reading. I actually ended up being like, that might be the best book that I have read, uh, this entire year. So it is a, I highly recommend the audiobook because over just you know an ebook or an actual physical copy of a book because it is a it is a production. So the the story is I'm not going to give anything away, but it is a three part story told. Uh, the first one, and they're all children or teenagers. All the all the main characters are. Um, the first one is a kid in pre World War II Nazi Germany um, who is trying to figure out how to navigate what a world looks like with Adolf Hitler coming into power. Um, The second part is a kid in the great depression who lives in an orphanage um, in like Philadelphia. And then the third one is, is a, is a girl who is, uh, is her, her family runs a farm in uh, California during World War II. And the the common thread between all three of them is this uh, harmonica that has been sort of mystically passed down through generations, essentially, um, that they all find, like, by playing the harmonica music is, like, sort of a path to better lives or is a comfort or, you know, whatever you want to say without giving anything away. It is a... It is a 
heartbreaking book in some places and just very emotionally um it's 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 not emotional terrorism because it's so well written and it's it feels so real and organic and stuff but gosh and it has a great ending um that kind of makes up for some of the the sadness that you may experience while reading it uh through through the first the first uh uh, three acts of it but man it's so so good and i was uh I walked away like, wow, that's that's something that I'm going to recommend to everybody I know who you know potentially could uh, want to read a book like that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great. So it's called Echo by Pam Munoz Ryan. Um, it came out in 2015 and was a Newbery Award winner. And get the audiobook because it has the like when when the kids play when a kid decides to play the harmonica, there is like a harmonica um, interlude or whatever, and it's it's beautiful. It's just really it's a really beautifully crafted production on the audiobook. So big recommend on that one. Awesome. Is, you think it'll be a movie or a series some some point? Is, I could see it happening. I mean look it it's all these things that are the the focus of the books from from the the setting standpoint is all these things that were just like we are still somehow we are still dealing with Nazis, you know? Somehow we are still dealing with uh like the the third act I haven't heard anything about <laughs> the third act is is heavy, has a lot to do with the um oh what is the I'm sorry the uh the labor camps that we put the the Japanese the internment camps um that we put the Japanese cit- citizens and, and immigrants in Allegedly. during World War II and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so that kind of thing it's it's it has a it has a real soul and purpose and the the stories that are being told despite you know being as far as you know a hundred years in the past they still feel so relevant for some reason um so i could definitely see it becoming a netflix series i i fear that it is the kind of thing that's like it's a little too it definitely is too intense to be considered what i would say like a full like a children's series you know if you if you were doing a tv show with this or or a movie or whatever but maybe I don't know. Maybe some adults. It, it, it surprised me that it was a Newbery Award winner because that's those books are you know written specifically for for kids and whatnot. So it's it's more uh, it, the the themes are a little heavier, a little more adult than I may have you may get in the in your typical uh, kids book, you know, mm-hmm. or or YA book or whatever. But yeah, gotcha. it's it it could definitely it could translate for sure. Sweet. Well, I'll have to look out for that one then. All right, good recommend, Bry. Richard, what you got? Yeah, I've got a new book out called Answers in the Form of Questions uh, by Claire McNear. It's a kind of a behind-the-scenes uh, and definitive history of Jeopardy. So it's a full, like, how Jeopardy's made, when it was produced. It's very timely, not on purpose, uh, but with, with uh, Alex Jarek's death. But it's really cool, really easy read, really interesting Lots of gossip and fun stuff in it and and kind of, you know, intricacies on how the show works and and how it was made and how it was made again and over and over again. Just a great little book, great idea for a book and really well reported and really well written. Ken Jennings as the foreword. Um, We all have Jeopardy in our lives, I would think, on some level. Some people might be five nights a week. Some people would be like one night a year. But I think everyone watches it a little bit, right? Um, The (laughs) ratings would suggest so. So uh, if you're interested in in the makings and machinations of Jeopardy, uh, this is book, Answers in the Form of Questions by Claire McNear. It's great. Loved it. Yeah, man. I I went on a weird, not weird, but uh, 
um, kind of a deep dive on Trebek after he passed a couple weeks ago. And, and I watched this documentary that he hosted called Game Changers. Have you seen this, Richard? I've heard about it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's just about game shows and and um, the origin of game shows and impact of game shows. And, and Trebek hosts it, and it's kind of the guy interviewing all these famous um, game show hosts, you know, uh, the Monty Halls of the world and people like that. Um, it's great. It's really good. Um, you know, Price is Right is featured. Let's make a deal. Obviously, the quiz show scandal, things like mm-hmm. that. That's um, featured prominently in this book too, because so much of what makes Jeopardy Jeopardy is based on that quiz go, sh- quiz show scandal. Um, mm-hmm. You know the way they do things is so by the book because of that. Super interesting. Super so, interesting. The shooting schedule, all the the hotels, the bar yeah. scene of the contestants. If you want to party in Culver City, the Jeopardy Hotel is the way. Do you know they don't pay for your flights? You got to fly yourself out there <laughs> and compete. All kinds of good tidbits. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, I watched Game Changers. That's a good one to watch. Uh, I watched another one called Who Is Arthur Chu mm. about this the guy that's supposedly the most hated contestant on Jeopardy. Who's this? Who's this guy who just went on there and won? But but he um, just jumped all over the board when he was playing. Like yeah. he wasn't just like the Chu method. Uh, they talk yeah, about that in the book. Yeah, he 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 wouldn't just be like, all right, American Forest for two hundred, mm. American Forest for four hundred. You know, well, most people just go like he would just jump. Holzweiler did that too, but Holzweiler would do it from the bottom and really hunt for daily doubles. So he would only mm-hmm. do ten and eight all the way across the board, whereas Chu did more of a random selection. Mm-hmm. A lot of different theories on gameplay with Jeopardy. Yeah, so that's a that's a documentary that's worth checking out too. It came out in twenty seventeen. Um, and it follows him around in his life after that and just how that impacted his life, just being a contestant on Jeopardy. He was kinda, super uh, harassed online. Yeah, like it was um, super harassed and, um, you know, tried to be a writer afterward. I don't want to spoil a documentary, but um, that's one worth looking into as well if you're uh, if you're into that kind of stuff right now. I know I was, and that was a, it was a really fun watch. Those, um, But I'm going to recommend another documentary – uh, that I recently watched. It's 2018 one. It's called The Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story. And hmm. I I tried to find a Nickelodeon book earlier this year. I found an oral history called like Slimed or something like that. And I started to read it, but like all the quotes of people or the names of people, they didn't have what show they were from <laughs> on there. So I couldn't hmm. follow it at all. So like I didn't, I didn't know who was saying what, you know, because those books kind of kind of depend on context of who's saying what. And so I didn't know that. I didn't want to go through and label every every cast member or whatever it was. So it was too hard to follow. Um, but I wanted somebody to do a deep dive on '90s Nickelodeon. Um, and so I found this documentary called The Orange Years, and it's great. Uh, it talks about. Just the formation of Nickelodeon in the 1980s, where they started, why they started, uh, the the original iteration of like the branding for it, um, you know, the tone of it, all that, and how it changed over the years, how it became so iconic, and you know, something that was so big for them was the orange, <laughs> the color orange, the logo that they had. Um, you know, an ad agency came in there and and said, "Here, here's our idea, orange," and you know, they, they did different shapes. Uh, you know, they could do a blimp, they could do a splatter, all these kinds of things. And it worked, you know, so 
once they had that, they had all these shows on board. They started out with like, you can't do that on television and, and some, some live action stuff. They worked their way into the Nicktoons. You know, they brought, they brought on Doug and, and Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy, like all at the same time. But uh, hugely formative for a lot of people, a lot of creatives that are now currently kind of owning things in Hollywood. And um, yeah, I, I was just really happy somebody spent the time to spend 90 mm-hmm. minutes interviewing and talking to the people that, that were around then. You know, they talked to Mark Summers and Kenan Thompson and, and Christine Taylor and and uh, some of the people that were involved in Nickelodeon back in the day. But um, anyone who grew up on that stuff is going to love this talk called the orange years nice. and uh yeah man fun deep dive fun fun nostalgia trip through through 90s nickelodeon so really uh awesome really formative stuff and uh it was good reminded me of a lot of a lot of good times watching snick on cable so yeah that good was stuff. a big snick guy big roundhouse, roundhouse Round, are you afraid of the dark oh yeah mm. yeah it's good clarissa it was good times, good times. But yeah, that's all in there. The Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story. I don't think it's streaming right now, but you can you can get it on Amazon or uh, find it online. So there you go. There's some weekly recommends for you. Hope you enjoyed this Star Wars rants and raves kind of special here as the holiday special comes out on Disney+. Plus. Hope you enjoy that as the holidays get going here. We'll be back. I think Hillbilly Elegy is next week. I think it's... Um, can't wait this weekend on netflix we'll see uh <laughs> we'll see where we go there we've got mank Oof. coming up we've got a yeah. lot of oscar type movies so bear with us as we we get through 2020 big stuff happening in 2021 we're excited to talk about and announce so stay with us there we'll see you in the vip club and uh, you can find us online at aboutmoviespodcast.com or at twitter not about movies until next time, see you at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. Yeah.